it's complete leverage. In fact, he said to me, he had a, a meeting with his, uh, with his a financial meeting the other day with his business partner. And they're like, they've got more money than they know what to do with. Mm. You know, obviously I said, you know, come spend more with me. We've got lots of work to do. <laughs> You're listening to the Catching Clients podcast, where the smartest minds from the world of professional services and marketing come and share the strategies that they use to consistently attract and catch their ideal big fish clients so you can learn to do the same. So grab your gear and join me, Adam King, the captain at Think Like a Fish and creator of the client catching ecosystem, and let's go fishing. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Client Catching Podcast. Now, today I'm really excited to welcome my good friend, Matt Clark, who is the chief rainmaker at a company called The Virtual Edge onto the show. Now, Matt is a, uh, he's, he's a sought after international speaker. He has a wealth of knowledge on all things relating to um, digital marketing and strategy. He's particularly well known for his vast knowledge on topics such as um, how to get high quality clients from LinkedIn without spending a cent or penny, as we say here, here and you'll find out why, um, on advertising and how to fix your follow up and close the deal. Now, Matt's got quite a good history. He started his first company at 23, selling telephone switchboard systems and copiers door to door. And he grew that business by 300% a year and racked up almost uh, 100 million rand. That's around seven million pounds sterling in sales in just four years. So safe to say Matt knows a thing or two about how to structure sales systems and processes to generate cash quickly. Um, but as you'll find out, his success didn't come without struggle. In his words, Matt has he's come to believe that failure and perseverance is equal success. And today he channels the lessons um, he's learned on his journey to help his clients basically simplify and do more with less. And one of the ways he does this um, today is by helping business consistently generate um, high quality leads um, and clients from LinkedIn without spending a single, single cent or penny on advertising, which is why I know um, he's going to drop a ton of value for you here today. Now, just to warn you, Matt is from South Africa and he talks really fast. <laughs> so you're going to want to pay attention because he's got a boatload of energy and enthusiasm. And it's one of the reasons I'm absolutely delighted to welcome on the podcast today. So Without further ado, Matt Clark, welcome to the Client Catching Podcast. Thanks for the intro, Adam. Good to see you again. And so what's the warning, that I'm from South Africa or that I talk fast? Well, Matt, when I, I remember when I first met you, I, I, I was having to really sort of focus in and you, know, you talk fast, but you, you know, you've got an awful lot to say and uh, yeah, I don't want yeah. people to miss what you're going to say. So um, um, no, w welcome on, on board. So I've, I've given that... Um, uh, I've given that uh, that intro. So, um, why don't you sort of embellish on it? Tell us a little about your journey, how you've got to where you are, what you do, yeah. you help that kind of thing. Well, actually, my journey started off in the UK, Adam. Um, I was uh, I came over to the UK. I stayed in a place called High Wycombe. Some of you might know it, and um, I started off doing door to door sales, selling gas and electric. I was one of those guys, the gas uh -huh. man, you know, working for for Southern Electric coming and knocking on the doors and getting people to change over to our provider. And, you know, it was the most amazing journey. And, and thinking of it now, it has been the, the pillar of success and really the foundation for everything that I do today. Because if I hadn't gone to that, we, you know, we spent two weeks in a castle in Scotland doing intense training, learning how to read scripts, learning how to sell, learning how to do mannerisms, to read people's body language, to understand who they are and then using that out in, in the world. And, you know, I really loved it because it was so 
different to anything that I'd ever experienced. And it was quite crazy. Like I got to a stage whereby I would look at people and guess what the inside of their house looked like. <laughs> right. yeah. that's, you know, that, that's how much we were like involved in this thing. And, and sometimes I could see people and, and I'd guess right, which is, it's weird, mm. right? It's weird. But, you know, from then I came back to South Africa and I started working selling door-to-door, I mean, not door-to-door, I started selling uh, corporate clothing and gifts, which I absolutely hated. I think it was, for me, it, for me personally, it was the worst thing ever. Uh, some people love it and they do incredibly well, but it just didn't work for me, man. So the dude who I worked for in the UK phoned me up the one day. I still remember. I got a call on a Tuesday. He's like, Matt, what are you doing with your life right now? I was like, I'm selling, you know, corporate clothing and gifts. He's like, do you like it? I'm like, no, I hate it. He said, you've got to come and see me. I'm selling telephone systems, PABXs. It's the easiest thing I've ever sold. We're doing it door to door and we're making ridiculous amounts of money. He found me on the Tuesday. I saw him on the Wednesday. I quit on the Thursday and moved to Cape Town for a couple of months. And that was really the beginning of it all, man. And what it taught me was how many different ways there are to sell stuff, how much different stuff there is out there to sell. And more importantly is that if you don't love selling, your business is just not going to grow, mm. no matter what business that you're in. So, you know, that's kind of the, the beginning of it all. Mm. I don't know how I landed up in digital marketing, but that was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it does make complete sense. And, you know, other than maybe part of your story sounding like a Craig David song, um, you know, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting because the whole transition into digital marketing, you know, sales or marketing is a form of sales. It's just done in a different way. And, you know, my whole ethos, think like the fish, understand, have empathy. And that whole sort of narrative around, I could go into somebody's house or, you know, predict what somebody's house looked like. That's all about empathy. It's about understanding your client and understanding somebody so well that you have the ability to actually talk to them at the level they want to be spoken to about yep. whatever it is, the problem that they have or, um, you know, meeting them on that level is connecting. So do you think that that has had, you know, the impact on what you now do today and how has that affected it and how does that improve what you do and why don't you explain kind of what it is that you do? Yeah. I mean, I was, when I was doing the door-to-door sales, I used to read a lot. Okay. And I used to read all different kinds of books, psychology books, sales books, and really getting to understand people. And one of the key books that influenced me, I think I've got it on my shelf here. Ah, there it is. It's called Gifts Differing. Okay. okay. And it's actually the basis of the Myers-Briggs personality trait. So my personality trait is ENTJ. I don't know if you've ever heard of those, right? I'm an ENTP. INTP. INTP. Yep. There we go. Okay. So how I actually came across that was I was walking down the road one day and I knocked on this guy's door and he kind of opened up and it was like in the afternoon and he was in his dressing gown and he invited me in and I thought, okay, this is a bit dodgy, you know, (laughs) you know, I just want to sign the paper and let's make some money, you know? And I walked in and we got into this long conversation about two hours long. And he's like, you're a, you're probably an ENTJ or something. I was like, what? on earth are you talking about? And then he brought me this book and he actually gave me the book as a gift. Hmm. And what I would do every single day is that I'd go and read bits and pieces of these books and go and apply it the next day and see what actually worked and what didn't work. 
And from that, you really get a deep understanding of, of who people are and what they do and why they make the decisions that they make. Hmm. And, you know, I, I say, I don't know why I got into digital marketing. I know exactly why I got into digital marketing, why this was like the path for me was that I saw a big gap. There were, there were two things, right? One was that I wanted to live a different lifestyle. I didn't want to be knocking doors, you know, seven days of the week. And even when I had my own company, we were working damn hard, making lots of money, no social, no social life, no personal life, no traveling, no doing the things that I really wanted to do. And what I ultimately wanted, you know, was that dream, right? The laptop lifestyle, being able to travel to anywhere in the world to, you know, work off the beach, have your laptop there, uh, you know, work from anywhere, which turns out is that you work from everywhere, right? If you don't structure it right. And I wanted to live that laptop lifestyle, but I knew that I couldn't do it without systems and I didn't want to hire, I mean, I had 60 people in my telecoms business and I didn't want to hire 60 people again. I wanted to be able to do that with a short period, with a short amount, a small amount of people. Hmm. And I started seeing a lot of these like wealth gurus come into South Africa and speak on stage. And there was one lady in particular who I saw how her business was running. And I saw the systems that she was using and she was living the lifestyle that I wanted to live. She owned a private jet she, or a private airplane. She, she traveled the world, made millions of dollars. She was wealthy, had a small team. I was like, that's what I want. And I figured out that she, had a, she was using a, a very key piece of software that when I started diving deep into it, it really made me realize like, this is the thing. Mm. And that was Infusionsoft for me, mm. right? Now, there's tons of other ones out there, but for me, when I, the way that they showed me what it did and what it could achieve and the specific process it, I'd never seen anything like that before. Mm. And I jumped straight in and, and from that, I realized that, wow, this is, this is amazing. And then from going into that, I started seeing the gap, okay, the big gap that, that clients had. And, and it wasn't that they didn't have systems. Yes, for some of them it was that they didn't have systems, but for the majority of people, it was that they couldn't sell. They didn't have processes and systems in place in order to do that. They, didn't, they weren't able to train their people. They didn't love to sell. And then they didn't understand who their target audience was. So they couldn't even create the message that was going to get them to move them to buy. Right. So that's kind of where I saw the gap between the two. And I was like, okay, I've got these skills from the past eight years of knocking doors. And when I started writing copy, funny enough, my copy was really good. Okay. And that, those aren't my words. <laughs> Those were other people's words and plus people bought from it. So, you know, it kind of, and I just literally wrote the way I spoke. Yeah. That's okay. the ultimate sort of, uh, is it good? Yes. People are buying. <laughs> people are buying. Yeah. hundred percent. And then I started diving deeper into that stuff and realizing how much more, you know, it's like when all, whenever you go on these journeys, it's like you think you know stuff and then you start going deeper in and then you realize how little you actually know and how much more there is out there to learn. So it's just a continual learning journey process for me. Okay. And I mean, that, that, that to me sort of, it, it, it sort of shows that progression and that journey and, and, and something that I think everybody does in business. And that is you sort of fail forward sometimes, but then you start to piece things together in terms of, right, I've got this skill set over here. I've got the ability to learn and, and there's that lifelong learning thing that people, tend to do when they, you know, when they start their own business, they've got that, you know, that, that drive to, to just learn, know more, be better, move forward, all that kind of thing. And it's that combination of what you learn that's new and keeps you updated, relevant and on the cutting edge, but also not forgetting, because I think that a lot of us, we, 
we almost poo-poo what has worked in the past. Yeah. And yeah. You know, it's kind of like, you know, I've got kids. They're not old enough yet to um, argue with me, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure that at some point when I say, you know, even, even the, 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 the nearly three-year-old, it's, it's like, don't do that. You'll hurt yourself. She won't listen. She wants to find out for herself. It's like you're, you, you dismiss that whole knowledge from the past. You know, there's thousands of books out there that are just fantastic that because they were written a longer time ago, people dismiss the, the wisdom in those. Yep. But repackage it into something that's a little bit more updated and, you know, is new. There's that sort of, you know, want and need and, you know, people pay attention to it. <clears throat> Absolutely. You know, I'm looking at some of the books that, that I'm reading and some of the, the, the stuff that I'm learning. None of it's new. Mm. Okay. None of it's new. It's repackaged into a little bit of a different way, but you know, on this journey of, of, of becoming a better copywriter, uh, you know, I've been, I'm dissecting articles from ads that were done in like the fifties. Mm. Okay. In the thirties and reading the copy from there where the guys were doing, you know, hundreds of thousands of, of dollars on, on these ad campaigns. Okay. And if you take a look at the copy there and what's in today, it's the same stuff. And in actual fact, some of the most successful, um, you know, like Agora, uh, Agora financial, I don't know if you've heard of those guys, mm. right? Absolutely, yeah. So they do, you know, I think $300 million a year or something like that. And they, all they sell is financial and health newsletters. Mm. Okay. And they train their people on a lot of the old market marketing advertising tactics. And then I go and take a look at some of these books that get written today. And I'm like, it's all this, it's all the same stuff packaged in a different way. Hmm. So, you know, I keep going back to, it's like, you've got to know the fundamentals and the fundamentals are always going to be there. Right. And if you're taking your business online, some things you've got to get better at, like you've got to get good at writing copy. You've got to get good at getting on video in today's day and age. It's not so much about the written word. Like it's a lot more about getting on video, having a personality, but in the same token, how you structure a video is exactly the same way that you structure a sales letter. Mm. Absolutely. You know, you've just got to get better at it and learn these different skills. So I always kind of take a look at the learning skills, not just from a perspective of, okay, I need to learn new stuff. It's like, how can I learn something that I can implement right away and see if it works? Yeah, absolutely. And that's one thing I do know about that. You, you know, your, your speed of implementation is, is phenomenal. <laughs> uh, you'll get an idea and you'll just go for it. Um, you have to. Well, I have to anyways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, which, you know, is, is, you know, it's not easy for everybody. So no. sort of thinking along that line, um, you know, let's say, you know, uh, uh, somebody that comes and works with you mm -hmm. and, you know, what do they come to you with in terms of the problem that they're looking to solve? And how do, you, how do you help them solve it? And, and are there any examples that you can give that shows you know, how people can take what you do in your process and, and maybe even think about applying it to their own business? Absolutely. And you know, people come to us on different levels uh, wanting different things. Some people just come to me and say, Matt, I need more clients. Can you help me? Okay. <laughs> in which case, you know, there's a whole process we've got to go through. And we actually got to break down step by step. Some people come to me and they're like, Matt, I've already got a lot of clients. I've got a lot of business, but I'm spending too much time in the business and I'm completely overwhelmed and stuck. Mm. Okay. So their business has kind of hit a plateau. And some people come and say, listen, I'm ready to scale. I've got the, the clients coming in. I've got the, um, in fact, these are some of our best, uh, our best clients is where they say that I want to be the number one, whatever in my industry. I want to own that number one spot in my industry. Let's go and do that. 
And those are, so those are some of the, fun, the most fun ones that, that I like to work with. So I, do you want an example on each one of them or just choose one? Um, your favorite. Let's go with that. Okay. So one of my favorites is a client of ours here in South Africa. And he had a really interesting, he's got a really interesting business with an interesting problem. And he owns a, a, a music development, a, a music production and game development higher education institute. I just wanted to say like a, a college, but he kicks my butt <laughs> if I say a college, right? I can't say that. <laughs> so I got to give the whole name, right? Yeah. And his biggest problem was that he was getting loads of inquiries. You know, they were, they were averaging like 5,000 throughout the year, like 5,000 inquiries, which is a lot. I mean, he can't even handle that many in his, in his organization. And what was happening was that all the leads that were coming in, they were going to schools and they were doing talks at schools, uh, getting people to fill in manual, uh, manual sheets. They were running, they were going to uh, live events and, you know, going to exhibitions and putting up a booth there at exhibitions and collecting names and details and all the rest. And then they had to go and follow up with all of these people. But the way they had their business set up was that they would go and have people go and do this. So they put everything into a spreadsheet, they'd phone. And the more they phoned, the, you know, they, they, some people would say yes, some people would say no, some people would be in different areas. And the biggest problem was tracking all of this. Hmm. And as the business owner, he had no insights into what happened at each stage of his business and where his people were, what was working and what wasn't working. He couldn't track every single lead that was coming in. Okay, which led to a problem of I'm spending all this money on generating leads. I'm doing live events. I'm, ex I'm exhibiting at, uh, I'm going to exhibits and I've got a booth there. I'm running paid ads. I'm doing all of this stuff, but my school's not full. Hmm. Right. And in fact, what was worse was that when they were getting people in, they would, they would be qualified and, and ready to move there would be such a big delay between that, that they would make a decision to go somewhere else. So even though they'd been qualified, they were going to a different school. And right. you know, you think about that in, in business, right? Whether it's a school or whether it's a client or whatever that is, you know, if you're taking too long on, on that process over there on onboarding your new clients or students or whatever that looks like, they're going to go somewhere else. Mm. Right? Absolutely. So we took, and he was also running open days where people would come in and those were his highest converting ones because they could see the school, they could walk through, they could experience this thing and he's got amazing studios set up and they shoot video and it's, it's incredible. And they got, you know, music production rooms. It's an amazing, amazing place. I've been there a couple of times. Yeah. And so they were doing all of this work, but nothing was converting at the rate that they wanted to. In fact, they had a 3% conversion rate, Right from all that marketing spend, they were actually not even running at a, a big profit. They were running at a profit, but not massive, right? Hmm. So what we did was we took a look, we took a step back and we looked at the business and we've got a, we've got a nine step process that we take people through. So the first thing is always get really clear on who the ideal client is and break that down. Like I want to know their demographics, their psychographics. I want to do the market research. I want to know what search terms they're looking for, how many searches are, are showing up. What is the cost per click on those searches? We want to understand, you know, what are their biggest pains and frustrations and, and the fears and implications if they don't solve that. Then what are their biggest goals and desires? Like what, are their, what is the ultimate goal they want to achieve to solve that pain? And then what are their dreams and aspirations? So like what do they really want? What do they sit and daydream about? Hmm. When we talk about the fears, it must be like, you know, what keeps them up at night? You know, that, that fear. And then 
we analyzed that. We, we came up with what we call the, uh, the, 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 the pickup line, right? Which is their message. Yeah. And I, I love it, right? Because you're going to pick yeah. up clients. Yeah. So we come up with a pickup line, which is how do they help their ideal clients achieve a certain measurable result in a measurable time frame? Okay. And this is key because many people say, you know, I help businesses grow. Right, but so what? Who are these businesses? How much do you help them grow by and in what time frame? So can okay. you give an example of that? Absolutely. So mine is I help entrepreneurs get two to five high value leads per day from LinkedIn without paying for ads. Can you tell me more? <laughs> you know, that's right? I, I guess that's exactly why you have that sort of message. It's you know, that instantly if you've got that as something that's in your mind that you're struggling with or you need or you have a problem that you're not getting enough. Yep. That kind of line is you know, it, it's opening that conversation and asking exactly somebody to go, well, can you tell me more? Exactly. You see, the mistake most people make is that they think that marketing is there to close sales. Marketing is <laughs> there to open conversations. Yeah. You know, so how do we get them intrigued right from the beginning? In fact, marketing is there so that they're already almost bought in before they even come and see you face to face. Okay. So we got the ideal client, right? We got really focused on the ideal client. And just getting that right, he changed all of his ads, getting that right. And that brought in a higher value of client. He was looking for those paying passing students. Okay. Yeah. Then we got that message right, which we tied into the ads and onto the landing pages, which was fantastic. Then we looked at what is, what is his product ladder look like? So what is he selling at each of the different stages? How is he packaging them? Where do people come in? What do we, what does his sales process look like? And so Once we Matt, when that, you say product ladder, do you mean the, you know, cause is it, can that also mean services and you know, yeah. the kind of things that people do just in case there's people out there that don't understand the term product ladder? Absolutely. So whenever I talk about products or services, I mean, that's, that's the thing that you sell. It's the widget, right? It doesn't mm. matter if you've got to physically deliver on it or if it's a product that you, that you, that you just give, you mm. know? So or, or not give, sell for a profit, <laughs> right? That's what entrepreneurship is. And I hope that we're going to make a profit. Okay. So, <laughs> um, it doesn't matter if it's a product or a service. When I say product ladder, it's like, what are the different things that you're going to sell at different stages? How, what is your, your, your core, your offering? Okay. And what are your different offerings? So for, as an example, for me personally, we sell services, right? Mm -hmm. We teach people how to get two to five high value leads per day from LinkedIn without paying for ads. That is our, our catch all, right? And we service a lot of people with that. I mean, we've put over 700 people in the last six months through our LinkedIn program and the results have been unreal. Okay. Exciting, exciting results. Then it's okay. Well, now you've got that right. Now let's start looking at what systems you're putting into your business where we start putting people through the automation Academy, which come at different price points as well. Hmm. So, you know, the, the, the LinkedIn Rainmaker system, is it like a thousand, a thousand dollars? Okay. Or a thousand five hundred dollars. And then the next one up is 5,000 and then 10,000 and 20,000. So that's what I mean by a product ladder. Right. A product or service. Hmm. So we took a look at that and we took a look at his marketing process and his sales process and we repackaged and reshuffled how we did it. So instead of having people coming in straight to a show day, what we did was that we set up a landing page. So this is where the tech starts coming in. So instead of now having to manually go, and collect names and emails and phone numbers on a spreadsheet or, or write it on a document, we would automatically capture that information onto, onto a landing page, okay, on his website. 
then what would happen is we'd say, what were you more interested in? Music development, music production or game development? And they'd choose which one they wanted. Then we'd send them a series of videos, okay? Four videos that educated them and then they had to write a mini test at the end of that, like an aptitude test. So if they passed that, then they would go on to the next stage. So what happened now is that before they were trying to phone people at every single stage. Now we could track where people came in. They would go through that entire journey themselves. And what would happen is that when they spoke to somebody, it was about signing the documentation, finalizing the enrollment into the organization. So yeah, by the time that somebody's actually having that conversation with a team member, a salesperson, that salesperson is just, you know, he's there doing the job to answer the questions, to make sure that, you know, it's, it's going to actually add the value to the person that is inquiring and having that mm -hmm. conversation. And it's not selling. Well, the funny thing was is that it wasn't even a salesperson. It was the receptionist handling these calls and onboarding, <laughs> right? Because she loves people. She's in front of people and she knows the school and, and that's who the first person that everyone sees and she just loved doing it. And, and now she has a fantastic, system. yeah, that's, that's, that's a fantastic example because at the beginning of this, you said that a lot of people that come to you, they they don't enjoy selling. They're not great at selling yes. and they have that fear of selling. And what you've just given there is an example of how you can have this system that you help clients create yep. or a, a version of it. And you yeah. can have your reception closing sales. You know, the, the, key, the key thing to look at is not to, and this is something that we learned the hard way, is not to try and take a look at somebody's sales process and, and make them do what we would do. Mm. Because they may not have the skills, they may not have the people, they may not have the mindset to do it. So instead we take a look at, well, what do they have in their business already? How are they currently getting leads? How are they currently converting leads? What are they actually doing there that we could change a few things around? You see, if we had to change it around and say, go knock doors, as an example, <laughs> it would have failed. Yeah. Okay. But we said, okay, cool. What is all the manual repetitive stuff that we can get rid of? We automated all of that. In fact, we got the clients more educated, the students who were coming in, they were already educated and ready to buy by the time someone spoke to them. And they had self-qualified and self-determined where they, where they should go and where they, you know, what they wanted to buy. Hmm. And we built in an automated sales funnel. So once we, we actually mapped that out, we plugged it into some software and we automated it. So to capture leads, to walk them through each stage of that journey that I spoke to you about, and then to onboard them as well. And the interesting thing was thinking about it, like we, we looked at, cause there's two target markets. And mm. one of them was the student who's actually gonna enroll in the school. And the second was the parents who were gonna pay for this thing. Yeah. Okay. And their biggest drop off was being that the students would go and enroll and not tell the parents. So when they were accepted, they would be like, okay, I've, I've already gone somewhere else. So what we did is we created a journey for the parents as well is that when the students came in, they had to send this to their parents and the parents would get a, 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 a video and a book and a walkthrough, a virtual walkthrough of the school. So they would get excited because they think music production and game development is not actually a career. So we'd educate them on that as a career. Mm. And then from there, we started running ads. And what happened, the result of it was that he went down from, uh, you know, 5,000 leads in a year to 2,200 leads in a year. I'm using round numbers here. They, you know, obviously that's not exactly it. <laughs> and he went from a 3% closing ratio to a 35% closing ratio. Okay. And his school was by January this year, his school was full. 
In fact, he had more people than he, he had more people accepted and applied and they provide finance and all that sort of stuff than he could actually take in the school. So now we've got a different problem. Mm. Okay. Now we've got the problem of how do we make sure that these guys who have applied and been accepted, they can't get in now, don't go somewhere else next year. Okay. So what we're doing, (laughs) exactly. Right. So what we're doing now is we take a a different look at the problem. We say, okay, cool. How do we still keep them engaged? How do we keep them spending money? How do we get them further along that journey than if they were there? So, you know, we've come up with a couple of ideas. One of them could be like live streaming the courses, but then they need all the equipments and everything. But the second thing that we're busy working with at the moment, which is producing amazing results is creating online courses for them to go and do. And that way they stay engaged. That's leverage. It's, it's complete leverage. In fact, he said to me, he had a, a meeting with his, uh, with his a financial meeting the other day with his business partner. And they're like, they've got more money than they know what to do with. Mm. You know, obviously I said, you know, come spend more with me. We've got lots of work to do. <laughs> hey, it's Adam here with a quick interlude, just to say that I really hope you're enjoying this episode of the client catching podcast. And if you are, great. I really appreciate a five-star review and just a comment on where you're listening from and what you're getting out of the podcast. Now, you could drop that over on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you're listening to your podcast today. And while you're there, make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you can get all the updates as they come out. And if you want to engage with other business owners that are enjoying this podcast, then you can join the Catching Clients private community. It's our private Facebook group where smart business owners learn how to get more predictability, more profit and more leverage. So head over to facebook.com slash group slash catching clients and join today. And lastly, if you want to see how you can build your own client catching ecosystem, then you can watch my new free on demand masterclass training called less selling more clients. Um, you can do that if you go to thinklikeafish.co slash pc less dash selling. You'll get the roadmap to systemizing and scaling your firm that will increase your influence, uh, consistently get you in front of ideal prospects, automatically follow up with your leads while growing your network and pipeline so you can add four to 12 of the right clients each month. And that's all without spending a penny on advertising or adding more hours to your week. So again, I really hope you're enjoying the, uh, the, the content here today. I'd love to see you in our community and I can't wait to help you catch more clients. So now back to the show. There's so much in there that, um, yes. you know, that, that, that we could sort of touch on. Um, but one thing I think that stood out for me there was the interesting thing that you said, he went from 5,000 leads down to around two and a half. And I know it's round numbers. And yep. Somebody might hear that and go, well, that's not good because I want more leads. Yep. Whereas then you talk about how he though, you know, there was a previous 3% conversion rate and it was up to, I think 32, you said. Mm, 35. 35. You see that. And, and, and this, this is the thing, right? Most people say they want more leads, right? But if you look at it, they're already getting a lot of leads. They're just not closing enough of those leads. Mm. And the reason being is because there's a couple of different reasons, but the main reason is that they're not talking to the right quality of people. They're not talking to their ideal clients. They're still saying yes to meetings with absolutely everybody instead of qualifying them before they even talk to them. You know, one of the immediate things that I did when, before we had all of our systems up and running properly is that I would do a five minute quality. So if someone wanted to do a call with me and they wanted to buy something, I would do a five minute qualification call before we even did our big, our, our main call, our strategy session. 
And that five minutes, I'd rather spend five minutes qualifying somebody than wasting 30 minutes on a call. And I'd literally just say to them, um, you know, so if, if you and I were getting on the call, I'd be like, hey, Adam, so, you know, thanks for booking a call with me. I just wanted to touch base with you quickly and have an initial conversation to discover if this is really going to be a good fit. I want to make sure that I'm not wasting your time and that you're not wasting mine. And that more importantly is that we can help you get the results that you ultimately want to get. Hmm. So, you know, how we work is not for everybody. Okay. And, and for those that are listening to this, you know, make use of this because this changed my business. But how, we, how we work is not for everybody and we're not a good fit for everybody. And I want you to know that that's okay. So I wanted to just do a quick five minute call with you and just seeing if there is a good fit, ask you a couple questions about your business. Um, and at the end of it, then you will know if this is going to be a good fit. And I'm, and I'm going to be blatantly upfront and honest with you. And also from your side, if you don't feel it's a good fit, be upfront and honest with me because it's okay to say no. Right. But there's two things I'm not going to do is because on our next call, if we make it that far, we're going to be making a decision. Okay. A yes or a no decision. Okay. And that there's a bunch of factors in there, but we're going to be making a yes or no decision. And you know, it's okay to tell me no. There's two things I'm going to do. I'm going to, I'll, I can accept a yes and I can accept a no, but I can't accept a maybe because I'm not going to follow up with you and chase you after that. Okay. And there's, there's something in that as well that, you know, the whole psychology people, that whole thing, people don't like to be sold to, but they love to be helped to buy. But what that's done is it gives somebody permission to actually say no. And that's, yep. I think a lot of the time, you know, I know I've done it. <laughs> we do it all the time. We've all going, done it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, kick the can down the road where you've got no intention whatsoever. Well, if you spend six months chasing what you think is a great lead, you've just wasted six months. Exactly. Whereas if you know up front, and this is, you know, part of your process that, you know, that you take people through, you know, whether somebody can simply add that line at the beginning of the, whatever first conversation they have, that has the potential to, I don't know, just, just some mental maths that I'm not great at in my head, but the amount of time that could be saved in energy, you know, chasing people, writing emails, not getting response, dodging phone calls, all that kind of thing. It's huge. Yeah. And that's absolutely. That's, that's not even complicated technology. That's just using a simple line and saying, Absolutely. you know, this is, this is going to be a yes or a no. And the next one, it's, it's about decision. Now that <laughs> people listening, if, if you simply take that one line and use it in your next, you know, couple of phone calls and just see what happens. And I think that would make, I, I think you'd be surprised to see exactly what happens because people will then be, they'll, they'll feel, they'll feel like they can be honest. Yep. You've given them permission. They don't need it, but sometimes when you give it to somebody, they'll just say, look, no. And it's scary. Yeah. Yeah. It's a scary thing to do because, you know, most people are afraid of rejection. They're afraid of the no's and, and it actually like gets to them in their soul mm. where, you know, a no is a decision. Okay. And, and I look at it, I look at it completely objectively. It's like a no is a decision. Okay. Mm. And thank God they can at least make a decision. Because Absolutely. here's the thing, if you're going to work with somebody on any level, no matter what your product or service is, and they can't make decisions, it is going to be incredibly difficult to get anything done. Mm, absolutely. And, you know, at the same time, it's, it's understanding that, you know, marketing, sales, it's not all about getting to yes. Yeah. Actually, you want to get, I, I read a book uh, recently by um, a guy called Chris Voss. Uh, mm. used to be the chief hostage. Never split the difference. That's it. 
um, with the FBI. And his yep. thing is, you want to get to know faster. Yep. And that scares a lot of people. And yet, by getting to know, you're making space for the ones that want to say yes. Exactly. And that's what good marketing and sales is all there to do. So, you, you know, there's I, so much, we could have a whole conversation around the psychology of this stuff because, you know, I love it and I've, I've dived deep into it. And we could definitely and, geek out. <laughs> yeah. You know, the biggest thing is that people come to me and they want more leads and they want more business and they want to grow and we can help them do all of that. But ultimately, you know, every single time, I'd say 80% of the journey is mindset. Mm. You know, the skill set can come, but the guys who we get the best results with are the guys who are just, they're like, you know what, whatever it takes, I'm doing this. If I need to learn something new, we do it. If I need to do something different that I've never done, we're doing it. If I have like, and like you can see they're, they're like shaking like, a, but I'm going to do it, right? I mean, I've got this one client, Gio, he's a cricket coach. And he's actually trying to, at the moment, he's trying to get in touch with the English cricket team to teach them how to win. <laughs> so it, it's, we, we've had some fun around this, right? Yeah. But, you know, when he started out, like in our first two weeks of, do, of working together, we got his ideal client right and we got his message right. He changed his ads. He doubled the amount of, of coaching students that he has and he got a five times return on investment on his Facebook ad spend, Okay. Mm -hmm. Now we've got a different problem. We go back to the product ladder and we say, okay, cool. How do we charge different people at different levels and increase your income without having to add more people? We had to turn all his marketing off because it's too much. Mm. Then he starts shooting video, right? And this has literally blown his business up. He did a video the other day. So, you know, we work on a much higher level and he actually shoots videos and he sends them to me. And, you know, I critique it. So I'm like, here's the structure. So it's the same thing as a sales letter, right? You need to have a, a sexy punching headline with a subtitle, go through three core problems. Here's how you solve them and then give them a, a call to action at the end. And when he started doing this, I mean, his one video, okay, his one video got over 100,000 views on crickets, right? And because he's put something together, we've, we've structured his offer in such a way that nobody else is doing and people are coming in, he's called it his simple batting method. People are now reaching out to him. And this is, where, this is where marketing becomes really fun. There's a ton of work you need to do in the beginning to get the stuff right. Once you get it right, people start coming to you. You know, people start asking you. He's like, he's getting messages from all over the world now, from India, from the UK, from Australia, right? Saying, I love your simple batting method. Now they're asking him for online coaching, you know, so now we're opening up a whole new avenue into his business, right? And that is when, you know, there's also like that tipping point and you've got to like persevere. You've got to persevere because you're going to get tons of no's. You're going to get people telling you, um, just telling you they don't want to do business with you. They don't like you. They, I mean, we, we had guys on our ads the other day, like swearing at us and carrying on. I'm like, Dude, I don't know what's gone on in your life to, to feel like that, but you know, whatever. It happens. Yeah. But you've got to persevere and, and you've just got to carry on moving forward. Like you can't let that stuff get to you. I, I spoke to a client this morning and you know, she's, she's unsure about her target audience and she's worried about this, that, and the other thing. And I just said to her, have you put it out there and tried it yet? No. Okay. Step one. <laughs> you know, too often we live in our own heads. Yeah. We live in our own heads. It's not going to work. And then you try it out there and then boom, it works. And you're like, ah. And yeah, I mean, I, I, I completely understand that. I mean, coming almost back at the beginning, that whole, you know, personality 
Myers-Briggs, my, my, my yeah. personality being an INTP. I live in my own head a lot. So it's incredibly difficult for me sometimes to put myself out there to actually simply doing this type of podcast. You know, I'm opening up myself to being laughed at, ridiculed, you know, you, you know, the sound of my voice, the, you know, mm -hmm. all that kind of thing. And, you know, all those sorts of things, they will go on in, in my head every time I do, do something, you know, when I stand up in front of a video, it scares the living G's yeah. out of me sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> because that's against my sort of, you know, I'm, I'm a natural introvert and you've just got to do it. It's that mindset, you've, you know, and, and each mm. time you do, it gets a little bit easier. Exactly. You know, and, and I shoot like we shoot a lot of video and I was away on a, a, a bush break, uh, like a bush business elite mastermind thing with a couple of uh, really high level businesses last weekend. Hmm. And, you know, we shot some video and I get in there and we shoot some marketing video and we set up the ads and run the ads and get it going and fill the, web, fill the webinar and all the rest. And other guys are looking at me like, geez, you're just a natural on camera. I mean, it's just amazing what you do. I'm like, you know, natural after like three years of, of persevering, you know, where the first video took like 50 shoots to get one video done. Mm. You know, it comes with practice where you're like, now I can get in front of a camera because all this stuff is internal. Mm. Now I can get in front of a camera and be like, okay, uh, what's the outcome? What's the biggest pain point? We write it down quickly. And I'm like, okay, cool, shoot. And I can do it in one take, mm. right? But it didn't just always happen like that. I mean, I remember the first video that was taken of me. I'm like, I don't sound like that. I don't, <laughs> I don't look like that. You know, that's a funny yeah. angle. Like my face doesn't, you know, look like that. It's ridiculous. Well, Matt, if you, you only see one dimension. And we can put one <laughs> link to that. <laughs> That'll give an example. Because, yeah, everyone's, you know, it's the same. You know, Tiger Woods didn't have a natural golf swing. He picked one up at two years old and didn't stop swinging. Yeah. Until he got great. And it's, it's that exact same thing. <laughs> and, you know, I, I think... You know, we've, we've covered so much and we haven't even touched on the LinkedIn side of things. No. Um, so what may happen, I don't know. Maybe we'll chop this up into a two-part. So because I, I really want to cover it because... Cool, yeah. I, I think, <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it's a core thing of what you do in your business and it's a core thing that you help clients with. And most importantly, it's something that your clients get fantastic results with. So yeah, mm -hmm. I normally ask the question, you know, what's the best catching client method that you use i'm going to yep. kind of <laughs> i i'm going to presume you're going to say linkedin so do you want to walk through that sort of process and how that works for you absolutely and, and you know it's interesting like i initially my best client catching method was linkedin now we use multiple different channels and all of them bring bring different results and different kinds of people which is really exciting when I, you know, when I was uh, starting out and actually for a large part of, of growing the business, LinkedIn was the go-to thing. And the reason being was that I could virtually knock doors. Mm. I did what I was doing and I didn't even have to speak to a receptionist or a gatekeeper. I could speak directly to the ideal client, start having a conversation and, and then start doing it. You know, now it's at a stage where people are messaging me every day and saying, Matt, can you help me do this? Excuse me. Matt, can you help me do this? And, you know, I just, you know, I point them through into my funnel and, and get them going. Yeah. But, you know, we've got, a, we've got a process called the LinkedIn Rainmaker System, which is a three-step system on how to get two to five high-value leads per day from LinkedIn without paying for ads. And the processes are very similar. So, I mean, the, the first, so three stages, right? Build, educate, and promote. 
And in stage one in the build, we're really laying the foundation where we get really clear on the ideal client, you know, how to stop focusing on everyone and start focusing on the one. Because most businesses out there are like, well, if you ask them who's their product or service for, they say, well, anyone can buy it. Yeah. Anyone that can afford, you know, a thousand pounds. Yeah. You know, that's the answers that we get. And that's just not the truth. Okay. Because not everyone is a good fit for the business. So, you know, and very often people come in and I've got, I've got multiple businesses and multiple products and multiple services. You've got to think of like, what is that one big domino that if you knock that over would knock over all the rest or make them irrelevant? Or what is that one thing to put in different terms that would get the foot in the door that you could get them to buy very easily. That's like a no brainer decision for them that they can get results with, and then you can sell them the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. Mm. All right. So once we got that down, the ideal client, we got really laser focused. Then we focus on the pickup line. Okay. Mm. How to go, how to have, go from a cheesy pickup line to an irresistible pickup line. And cheesy would be like, my company is called the virtual edge. I could have put CEO of the virtual edge, right? But who cares? No one knows who the virtual edge is. No one cares that I'm the CEO of it. You know, if you're the CEO of Coca-Cola, it's a different story because there's a massive brand. But as a, you know, a small or medium business, and if no one knows you, so what? Right? You've got to put in there how you help people. So that's where you call out your ideal client. You have a measurable metric with results and a timeline that you can do it. And then we do the LinkedIn makeover. So we, turn your pro, we, we help people turn their profile from an egocentric profile that focuses all on them, where they essentially write their CV, to a client-centric sales page, which focuses everything on the ideal client, their biggest problems, and how you help solve them. So okay. It's a sales page. Exactly. It's a client-centric it's a sales page. It's a piece of marketing, and that's a mistake a lot of people make with LinkedIn. They just put their CV like they're looking for a job. Yeah, absolutely. So if, if you read your profile, I read this the other day, I thought it was quite funny, right? If you read your profile, you could be, right? You could be weeing all over your customers. All right. Interesting. So if you, <laughs> if you go and read your profile, I know you like that because you like the analogies, right? I, I've, I've got pictures in my head at the moment. So <laughs> I want to make sure that they, uh, they, they get cleaned up. So carry on. <laughs> so I read an article the other day about this. This is not my stuff, right? It was, I can't remember who wrote it, but it was brilliant. And he said, like, are you weeing all over your customers? I was like, what? And he said, if you go and read your website or your LinkedIn, like whatever, if you go and read any content that you're putting out, and you've got more than two eyes, we, our, you know, anything that focuses on you, you're winning all over your customers. <laughs> okay. It's all oh, focused no. on I and we and us and our. Yeah. No, that okay. Makes sense. So, and you'll see that a lot in people's profiles. They talk about their skills. They talk about, you know, all sorts of stuff where in actual fact, they need to be focusing on, on the client. What are the biggest problems that they face? Do they have a solution for them? How they help solve them and have a call to action at the end. You know, we also want to make sure that there's video testimonials, that we've got other opportunities. LinkedIn has got amazing SEO capabilities, right? So I've set my profile up in such a way. And this is, so this is the next step in the, in the educate stage where we focus on, on um, credibility, right? How to go from nobody to an authority. So I've set my profile up in such a way that if you, if you Google Infusionsoft South Africa, my, my name comes up on the first page of Google. Right. Right. And I had, I did zero SEO for that. Okay. You know, and then we focus on 
once we've got the credibility, we start focusing on conversation. So how to go from, you know, having people just as distant connections to actually building real relationships with them and actually reaching out and doing it one-on-one -on -one because, you know, in this day and age, everyone is trying to automate everything right from the beginning. Mm. They're trying to say, I don't want to do the work. And it comes from a fear of doing the work. We've got technology. We can leverage technology. And I just want the technology to do it. And I don't want to have to do anything. But the truth of the matter is that you can't automate something that you don't already have a process for a working process for. And, you know, we talk to people all the time and whenever they get into the LinkedIn thing, often I see the first question that comes up, what tools are there to automate it? You know, and the question comes in is like, well, how much are you making off of it already? Because if you are putting like automation boosts what you're doing. Hmm. So if you're putting garbage in, you're going to get not just garbage out, you're going to get 10 times garbage out. Hmm. Right. And most people don't realize that they're like, I want to go, you know, meet Leonard and uh, all the duck soup and they want to use all of these things, but they haven't got their processes right. If you don't do step number one to five, if you don't do step number one to eight, in fact, automation is only step number nine in our process. Mm. If you don't do step number one to eight, you can't automate it. Mm. Well, yeah, right? because automation simply speeds up what you're already doing and it will just either speed up failure if you haven't got that process working. Yeah. yeah. Like you look at McDonald's, right? McDonald's couldn't have scaled. Uh, same thing with Starbucks. They've got, if you go have a Big Mac in the UK, if you have a Big Mac in South Africa, a Big Mac in uh, the US, it's the same thing. It tastes exactly the same. It looks exactly the same. It delivers exactly, it's systematized, mm. right? And they've got a training manual that if you want to open something up, here's the manual, do everything according to this. They didn't start out like that. They built it, got yeah. it up to a stage and then duplicated it. And the big mistake that most people are trying to make, and I see, Adam, I see this all the time, is that they try and start with the automation. It doesn't work. And it'll never work. You've got to do the hard work and you've got to put the, the right processes in place. And here's the thing. You can go figure this stuff out, okay? Or you can learn from someone that's already done it and has put a process in place, like the LinkedIn Rainmaker system, to help <laughs> you move through that fast. Absolutely. You know, it's... Everybody, everybody that is successful, they'll either have, you know, a mentor, a coach, a good woman, wife, good husband, yep. you know, they'll have people behind them that are helping them. And, you know, I, I think one of the things that somebody can help with, with that sort of thing as well, it's, it's kind of making or avoiding the mistakes that you've just sort of said about. Exactly. If somebody comes to you and says, I want to automate straight away. Well, you know from your experience, that's actually the worst thing you can do. And that shouldn't be the thing to think about. Yeah. So you have that expertise, that experience to be able to actually help someone avoid making a really big mistake by mm -hmm. focusing on the wrong thing first. And that in itself is valuable. Even if you just had a five minute call with someone and that came up and they never became a client again with you, but you were able to say, don't do that first, do this first, save them an awful lot of time, energy, money, and that yep. is valuable. Absolutely. And you know, it's so interesting. We get very different levels of people coming to us. So right up from, from people who don't even have a LinkedIn profile, but they know they should be on there to people who have got a couple of, you know, a couple of hundred connections and they've connected with friends and family and done nothing since then to all the way up to people who have got like 32,000 connections and, and LinkedIn has been a key driver of business for them, you know? So it, it doesn't really matter what level people are at, right? You've got to do these fundamentals. You've got to do all of these things right. 
And very often what I see is that the guys who come in and they've got a lot of, uh, you know, they've got a lot of connections and they're doing some stuff on LinkedIn and they're like, listen, I know LinkedIn. I get clients from LinkedIn. And then I take them through this process and then everything explodes. I mean, we had the guy, he's got 32,000 connections on LinkedIn and that's been his main driver of business. He came into this course with me and he did, while he was going through the course, he picked up a client for three and a half thousand dollars and had 10 more leads, uh, 10 more meetings set up while we were going through the course. And we did a one day live event. Okay. You know, so it doesn't matter if you're starting out and this is like, and this is your strategy or one of the strategies that you're going to use, or if you're already doing some of the stuff and already successful, you need to have the right system in place because a lot of the time, the guys that are doing stuff that are, that are, have done stuff have figured it out or they've learned bits and pieces, but haven't had anything to walk them through step-by-step all the way, you know, yeah. which, which brings down to the content side of things. Cause the next step is content. And, you know, we hear all over the, all, all the time. It's like, okay, you've got to do blogs. You've got to, you know, do video content. You've got to write articles. You've got to do all of that stuff, but is it producing money? You know, the question I ask every single time, how many of you are, are writing? And I do, like, I do talks a lot. Mm-hmm. And um, people ask the question, how many of you are writing blogs and articles and shooting videos and like posting content online? And we typically get about a 20 to 30% of people, they'll raise their hands. And then I ask the question, well, how many of you are actually able to track the return on investment that that blog article or post or whatever you're doing is giving you? Can you tell me for that this article has generated X amount of rands, dollars, euros, pounds, whatever for you? Hmm. Okay. How, what is the monetary return on investment? How many clients have you signed up because of that? All the hands go down. Yeah. Right. There, might, there may be one or two people that keep their hands up and those are generally internet marketers that are further along the journey anyways. Hmm. So they're doing this stuff already. Right. And content is king. But if you're trying to focus on everything, you've got to focus on the thing that your ideal client cares about the most. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't done step one, you can't even get to step six. Yeah, it's, it's all about as I, as I bang on about and I even name my business over it, you know, it's thinking like the fish, not the fisherman. Because exactly. if you turn up with maggots, but they eat worms, they're not going to bite. 100%. And it's, it's the fundamental, it's a fundamental principle and it's a fundamental mistake that happens time and time again. And if, if there's one thing to sort of consider and go back to from, from all of this, this entire conversation, it's, it's fundamentals are the most important thing. You can talk yeah. tactics, you can talk how you, you know, you, you know the, the, the way you approach people on LinkedIn and all the rest of it. But if you don't know that first piece, everything else falls apart. And that's yep. why it's so, it's so fundamental and why when somebody's marketing or their sales or they're struggling, when that's not working, 95% of the time, maybe you find this, maybe it's higher, lower on your, you know, your side. It's because they don't know who their ideal client is and they don't know how to talk to them in a way that actually matters to them. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> exactly. So, Matt, this has been awesome. Um, it's gone on far longer than I expected, but I, there's been just so much that has, has come out of it. And, and, and it always does when you know, we, we have a conversation and you've got so much to offer and so much value for people. So 
you know, for those people that may want to learn more, they want to hear more about <laughs> the, the LinkedIn rainmaking system. They just want to, you know, find out about more about what you do. Is there anywhere they can go to? Is there any, you know, where can they find you? Absolutely. So obviously you can find me on LinkedIn, right? Number one, um, but also you can go to, and uh, my LinkedIn handle is Matt Clark S A M A W T C L A R K S A. And uh, so you'll find me there. Sorry. We'll put a link to that in the notes. So uh, if you're okay. typing, you don't have to worry about writing it down. hundred <laughs> percent. Cool. And then the second thing is to go to my website, www.thevirtualedge.com. And you can go and get the training that I've put there. You know, we've packed $1,035 of training that we will give to you uh, in return for your email so that we can start having conversations with you. And the whole purpose is remember is that, you know, marketing is not just to try and sell you stuff, but to open up conversations. And if you like the conversation, I'm a believer is that if you like the value that we give you, we've given you tons of training, podcast interviews, all sorts of stuff. If you like the value in that, my goal is always, if the free stuff is that good, imagine what the paid stuff is like. <laughs> Said yeah. and spoken like a true natural born salesman. <laughs> I love that just it. knows exactly, you know, you, you know, exactly. It, it just shows, you know, what you, you, talk, you walk the walk. Yeah. You actually, you know, you live it, you can hear it in the way that you talk and, you know, it's not being ashamed to actually ask. And it's, it's putting things out there and saying, look, I'm good at what I do. Yep. And I know I can help and solve your problem. So this is how you do it. It's actually a moral obligation to do so. And exactly. I find that a lot of people have that struggle. And if yep. you know, they're, they're learning, I always think that you can learn not just from what somebody says that's got had success. You, you can actually learn from how they do something. So just mm -hmm. listen to the way that you speak and how that we've had this sort of conversation. It's, it's an education in itself. So Matt, I, I massively appreciate um, Thank you. coming on the show um, and giving everybody your, uh, your wisdom and your value. And um, yeah, those, uh, those links, if you want to go and connect with Matt, they'll be in the show notes. Um, and uh, yeah, Matt, all that's left to say is, um, again, thank you very much for coming on to the podcast. Um, Excellent. Thanks for having me. Pleasure. And um, happy fishing, Matt. <laughs> I love it. I'm going to fish with a net, not with a fishing pole though. <laughs>